Hey, so uh, so what do you think, buddy? You think we should do a podcast or what? Yeah, man. I think you we wanna, should do one of those things. You want to do a podcast on this uh, beautiful summer day? Are you sure? I'm sure, man. Are you sure, sure you don't? Are you sure that you love photography that much that you don't want to just go and uh, frolic on the island or something like that? Well, you know, mainly uh, my ankle's still screwed up, so um. I, I don't really have much else to do. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a B priority, but uh, yeah, 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 we can do we can do a podcast. See, I was trying to set you up for uh, for giving yourself some real cred there, man. Like you could could have <laughs> taken that opportunity to be like, yes, my passion and commitment to the art of photography will always propel me forward, but. Uh, I'll always take the joke before I take the credit. Yeah. Always, always. <laughs> You'll always yeah. take the self-deprecating joke before the credit, right? <laughs> 100%, 100%. Yeah, man. I, I actually I think you've got your, um, what do you call them, crutches? I got them crutches. I yeah, right you got there. them crutches uh, right in frame there, boss. So. Oh, yeah. it's Well, I figured that it, it actually just makes sense to be right next to me, but also that it's a prop, you know? It's like we watch yeah. this back. You know, 20 years from now, we're on yeah. episode 4,068. You know, we wait. got Ariana yeah. Grande in here. She's like, uh-huh. you know, some 50-year-old Julianne Moore kind of looking person yeah. now. Famed and, uh, photographer like, yeah. Ariana Grande, yeah. 100%. 100%. Everyone has a phase, right? And look back, <laughs> hey, you know, that's when I messed up my ankle. Yeah. So well, I, I, I remember my pop princess phase. I remember that. But it didn't last long <laughs> No, just wasn't I, meant to be, man. No, the industry, the industry, you know how it is. Mm, it's tough. But, uh, it's competitive. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of uh, speaking of the music industry, dear listeners, uh, I've got something to talk about here. I've actually had a bit of a, a YouTube breakthrough uh, just mm. here recently, so we can talk a little bit about that as the uh, as the intro music rolls. And I, I got my first one uh, k in a day, and I've got a YouTube video that I up. Uh, uploaded yesterday on the nerd channel we're calling it metal nerd now i've been doing some uh, metal content and taking a page out of michael Koss's book you know i saw his his uh rampant uh success and all of his fans you know like uh international network of of uh of fans that michael costa has accrued on youtube and i thought i'd do a little bit of reactions myself and uh it's, it's been going really well a lot of people a lot of comments a lot of them telling me that I suck and I should go away, <laughs> um, but that's okay because at the end of the day, it, it helps the algorithm either way, guys. So, either, you either having fun? Way. Yeah. You having fun doing it? Oh, it's super fun, man! It's super fun, nice. and I, I do like to uh, to like make people upset. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed. <laughs> yeah, Michael's noticed. Michael's noticed. Yeah, exactly. All right, that's probably good enough. You want to do the song? Yeah, it's all, right, all you, man. You got, got it. I got a song for you guys today. Um, today, uh, one of Michael Costa's favorite bands, Weezer. You like Weezer, right, Michael Costa? Yeah, they're pretty good. I like one of their most good, recent yeah. albums, actually. Oh, really? Whoops. What yeah. are their? What's their? Um, their old album there. What's it called? The one that the everyone loves one. with the sweater mm-hmm. song on there. I can tell you in Pinkerton. Two, two seconds. Pinkerton. Pinkerton. Might be. Pinkerton. Might be. I think so. Anyways. This is a uh, Weezer song, not off of Pinkerton. This is, uh, well, I mean, this isn't off any any Weezer album because this is a Photo Bros song, but based uh, loosely, based loosely off of a Weezer track, I'll say. Okay. 
see that? Build, build the anticipation. Now my camera oh, yeah. thinks that my headstock is my face. Close, close camera. <laughs> Similar. Similar. I am now oh, confirming it, it is uh, Pinkerton. Uh, confirming that 1996. Yeah. It's an early, uh, the early, uh, early Weezer. Early Weezer. Uh, Pacific Daydream is the oh. one that I was referring to. Great, uh, great album there, 2017. Go give it a listen. But here we have a Photo Bros uh, semi original. Yeah. Um, here with uh, Jared. Take it away, man. Show us what you got. Thanks, buddy. Here we go. I can't stop podcasting, podcasting. I can't stop podcasting, podcasting. I set the aperture. I set the shutter speed. I set the ISO, baby. It's the Photo Bros. Woo! Is my clapping messing up your uh, tempo? <laughs> No, I'm just not good at playing that song. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, had nothing to do with the clapping. Uh, dear listeners, um, welcome to the Photography Brothers, where we do really bad renditions of Weezer songs, and uh, we do other things, like talk about photography. Isn't that right? Uh, oh, I've, did I say that I'm your photographer, Jared Poirier? I'm your photographer, Jared no. Poirier. Over there, there's another photographer. <laughs> Over there, over here, uh, Michael Costa. How you guys doing? Uh, I also uh, take photos with a camera, and um, that uh, you know basically means I'm a photographer. Hey, that's true. Sometimes yeah. I take photos. I take videos and photos. So, photographer and videographer. But if we would try to call it the Videography Brothers, that would be a really janky. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. We're all, be we're all media companies now. Like, that's yeah, all are, right? yeah. We're all social media. It's just it's just content, man. We're all just it's just content. We're yeah. all just making that content these days. Content is king, after all, right? And that's why we're here to serve the content gods, to give some content to the almighty algorithm, and uh, that's what we're gonna do. And we have an excellent uh, topic today, brought uh, to you by me. And, uh, yeah, to think about it. Yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, later on, um, actually, uh, we're going to be doing a news story. So excited to get into all of that type of stuff. Um, yeah, let's, let's just, let's just jump into it, man. What is today's topic? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I can intro your topic if you want. Um, it is, uh, I talk too much anyways. (laughs) It's earning respect as a photographer, Ooh. right? Right, Ooh. right. Am I, did, I, did, I, did I prep the right stuff? Was earning respect, right? <laughs> All right. No, today we're going to be actually discussing uh, the the tra- the movie Isle of Dogs. Um, but good. Shit. I thought yeah. I thought that's what you said, and yeah. I, I actually we're good. I have it. I have that as a backup. Okay, you got so that. All right, we're dogs. good to go. A yeah. solid five out of ten. I was thinking. Whoa, Whoa that's oh, going to be what? a lot of heat. Oh, no, let's, okay. Let's okay. jump ship right now. We're not talking about Isle of Dogs. We're talking about <laughs> getting respect as a photographer. And, uh, you know, we, we have a lot of fun here on the podcast. Uh, you guys know that. That's why you come to the podcast, dear listeners. Uh, I'm assuming you come here for fun uh, and to uh, stay stay abreast with all of the 
all the latest in photography. Um, but, you know, sometimes we need to get a little bit serious. And one, one serious topic that, uh, that we need to discuss here is, of course, getting respect as a photographer. And it's, it's something that, uh, that definitely comes up. I think it's bound to come up in any, uh, any career, really, you know, um, mm-hmm. but especially uh, creative field, right? I yeah. feel like that's something that comes up for just about anybody, especially people who don't have like a big, uh, a big brand behind them that's already established. Uh, and that's kind of, you know, what, uh, what me and Michael do, uh, me with galaxy and, uh, got a rep galaxy and, uh, Michael with the growing photographer, you know, we're kind of building up our own brands and, uh, trying to get legitimacy and, and getting a bit of respect um, for, for ourselves, for our own thing. And it can be a tough thing to do. Right, Michael? Yeah, I can. Uh, I think like something that we've talked about in the past that almost ties into this is just like, um, I honestly, I think a lot of the topics that we've talked about in the past tie into this, but it's like, you know, transitioning from, you know, shooting free to, to shooting paid work. And then, you know, like it, it's, 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 once you make that transition, it's like, knowing when to put your foot down and, and stuff like that. We'll get into the, the, the tips here and there, but I think mm-hmm. this is a great tip for growing photographers for sure. Yeah. There's uh there's certainly an art to it, right? To yeah. like, we could easily, we call it, we're going to call the episode like how to get respect so that I can put R E S P E C T on the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we could, uh, we could just as, just as easily call it uh, standing up for yourself. Sorry, a bug came in there and distracted me. Um, <laughs> easily call it, uh, you know, standing up for yourself as a photographer. And there's going to be moments that you have to do that. Uh, but I think before we can really dive in here, we're going to get into some tips, as we always do on the show. You know, get into mm-hmm. the the meat of it here. Uh, share some of some of uh, our experience. I won't promise you any wisdom, but I can promise you that we've shot photos and got paid money. <laughs> that is what uh, I can promise you. But I think uh, before we do that, we have to define terms a little bit, right? So what do we really mean? Like, what are we talking about specifically when it comes to, you know, getting respect or being disrespected even as a photographer? What am I, What is that? What is that? What are we talking about? I guess like the way I interpreted it was um, almost like, you know, demanding respect in, in like knowing your worth um and then you know like not being pushed over you know by clients um yeah. what do you mean by pushed over though um you know i'm trying not to take points away from my tips but but it's like ultimately it's <laughs> yeah. like you know oh can you stay an extra hour can you okay yeah take these extra photos of this and that things that were examples agreed yeah, yeah, upon yeah. in advance yeah yeah, we wanted we signed up for thirty photos, but you know what? Like I saw you really shooting a lot. You know, why don't you give us fifty and we'll still pay you the same or something? <laughs> right, <laughs> right, exactly. And you're like, oh come on, really? Like yeah, that type that type of thing. And and that those type. are both yeah. That's that's kind of all that I really needed there. You know, just some some concrete examples. Uh, and other times, yeah, it can definitely be like very work related things. But sometimes it's uh, it's something else. Sometimes it's not respecting the process, right? And uh, and mm-hmm. you and I have definitely definitely come up against that in the past where, you know, clients just think like, oh, you know, you just come in, you take a couple photos and uh, you can send those over. And, you know, that that is truer with photography than it is with video. When people are like, 
you know, asking me for videos with like a one day turnaround and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I guess you want it like not color graded. I guess you don't care about anything. Like, I don't know. Just butt all the footage together and export. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Leaving all the mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) There's actually 12 takes of this. Yeah. Well, yeah. I had one day, Um, (laughs) you know, no, that's not what we want to do. We want, we want to be nice to our clients here and we're going to get into uh, some, you know, that is kind of the whole point here is, you know, it's easy to stand up for yourself all the time and just be that bully, right? That's like one tactic that I think people take uh, in business and in other ways uh, in life, right? How they get what they want is just like, like a truck, they'll just drive through everybody and and get it, right? And there's other ways of doing it. Like there's other ways of uh, kind of strategically getting uh, that respect that you deserve. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, getting, getting paid what you deserve as well, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think we're good. You want to jump into some of the tips? You want to go first? Sure. Uh, you kind of touched on it there, but my first tip is uh, knowing your rates. And when I say knowing your rates, I mean like really understanding what that means. And again, we've mm-hmm. this is another situation. We've had uh, topics uh, come up in the past regarding rates, so definitely go check those out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, understanding your rate un- means understanding your value. Um, and you know, as we were talking about recently, you're going to have people that, you know, especially earlier on in your career, they're going to be able to recognize that. And they're going to try and ask you for more photos, more time, quicker turnaround. Um, and you, you need to, um, you know, understand what that means in the context of your bandwidth. Um, and again, your value. And I think the more you understand that, the more you're going to be able to speak to it. Yeah, being specific with those packages, right? And uh, giving like a very specific expectation of what you're going to do and what you're not going to do, right? Like Mm -hmm. having that, having things agreed upon uh, going into it, you know, is a a big part of it for sure. 100%, yeah. And And, and you know what? Like some people will, you know, argue with you, argue with you on that. Um, and those aren't clients you want to have, but I think mm-hmm. the, the individuals that, you know, that hear you kind of vocalize that sometimes they're just, they're, they're not maybe, uh, as intimate with the marketing side of things or with the content generation side of things. And they just don't understand it, it could be a misconception. They'll, you'll earn their respect by standing mm-hmm. up for yourself. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. I think the important thing to understand at this stage, like, you know, we're going to, we're going to dive uh, a little bit deeper into this, but you, you really have to understand that like, this is going to happen. You will be challenged. There, there are going to be people who are go- like, they're going to challenge you. They're going to say, Oh, Hey man, exactly what Michael said. Well, keep, oh, could you stay an extra hour? Could you this and that? And you know, sometimes you can, <laughs> sometimes it's okay <laughs> to do that. Uh, yep. but, uh, yeah, choosing, choosing your battles is going to be part of this, but we're going to give you the tactics, uh, that you're going to need. And, and that first thing, yeah, charging, uh, charging enough, charging enough, uh, and outlining things like very precisely of like why you're charging that and like what process is involved. Right. Kind mm-hmm. of the first point. Uh, I've got a, another one. Believe it or not, uh, Michael was spying on me again, uh, which <laughs> is crazy. And like, I just kind of, you know, I've been spotting those guys like with their binoculars when I go out, right? And uh, you know, I had to go to the guitar store today, get a new strings for my guitar, and uh, freaking guys with in. binoculars there. And Michael Costa, they all look like Michael Costa too. They're like his army. 
And especially, you know, he can't do his own recon work anymore now that his, uh, his ankles busted there. So (laughs) what's actually happening is I have a plane that passes by your, uh, place every Sunday in the morning and there's a massive mirror that is on the bottom of that plane. And I use my, uh, 70 to 2000 uh, from your house, from, from my house. And, uh, you know, just perfect angle, a lot of math involved, but yeah, but yeah. that's what it's all about. You know, we're a big math podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, I mean, we are a hundred percent. We're all about the math. Uh, yeah. Uh, one other way that you can do it, uh, is exactly what we talked about earlier. Like if you're not going to be a big brand, like if you're not going to have some type of, you know, franchise behind you something that people have heard of a lot of like brand recognition i think it is still be it is still better to uh develop your own brand in some respect right i think that you get a lot more like legitimacy and respect when you're coming and saying like i'm the creative director you know and even if you have like a team of people behind you like at least an editor or like a second shooter or something like that uh, that type of thing like really legitimizes you uh, having a website like social yeah. media presence. I mean, these things are kind of no brainers. Um, but this is definitely a big part of it. Like if you're just a guy with a camera and you say you're a photographer or whatever, like that's great, but that doesn't really separate you from like that many people. Like how much money does it cost to get like a decent camera and you can shoot photos 500 bucks. So mm-hmm. yeah, having, having like some type of personal brand, uh, you know, and, and content as well you know that website that social media uh youtube podcast you need to make five videos a week no i'm just kidding but you know (laughs) (laughs) you don't have to you don't have to be like me uh and michael but you can make some you can make some stuff and at least uh at least build up some type of brand that has uh, a reputation get some google reviews and stuff i think is uh is a good second point right 100 percent. yeah i think a lot of uh, people make the mistake early on of just relying on their Instagram. And I think Instagram is a great platform yeah. for, for discoverability. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. like Jared mentioned, like just like how you, you try to create a vibe, a, a feeling in your photos, like you want to utilize your website to create that specific thing as well, how you want to come across um, to, to your uh, target audience. And so I think, you know, once people enter your website, it's clean, like Jared mentioned, you have a logo, you have your portfolio right there, organized very cleanly, exactly how you want it. Instagram, you're kind of limited that way. You know, you, you upload some of your best images and then after, you know, a few weeks of uploading consistently, they're, they're, they're drowned. Um, so you have the ability to highlight the images you want to highlight, um, you know, highlight your, your pricing, your, your branding, your, you know, a lot of the work that you've done in the past. Um, it's, it's a vibe that you get to create. <laughs> this yeah. feels so much like an ad for Squarespace. I feel like we're going to bust <laughs> into the nuts. You know what I mean? I know. Right? <laughs> it's not no. use whatever website until one of them gives us money. Use whatever one you This want. video <laughs> is brought to you by circle space. Sure. <laughs> Try. Freaking triangle space, dog. It's I don't know why. I feel like I'm like this is a pyramid scheme. I, I feel like I'm Canadianing it up uh, more on the podcast than usual. Like you know, with the A's. I don't know, and the buddies and and everything. Oh man, yeah, what's man. that about? What's that about? Yeah. And earlier, I played a good. I played a good tune. Let me play a tune for you guys, mm-hmm. for you buddies, 
for my buddies here. Um, I don't know. Anyways, uh, that's not important. <laughs> what is important is that we get into uh, the next tip here. Do you got another one? Because I have another one. Yeah, I have a couple. I'll, I'll okay. do one quickly so that way we can get through them. Um, I think uh, one is just having a process on the day. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you, they can very uh, evidently tell like when you're kind of scrambling to get things together. Yeah. You're looking around like, what should I do first? Um, you know, there's a little bit of pre-planning that you can do in advance, but in general, just having a process that you, you, you like to do. Um, you know, you show up, okay, I'm setting up my tripod, setting up this, this, and that. When you're packing up, you know, it's streamlined. You know exactly what you want to do. It comes across like you know what you're doing. And it's, it's another thing that can help you earn some respect. Yeah, absolutely. And won't give uh, the client like any reason to complain. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like yeah. a really important thing, right? I've been getting to gigs like early, man. Like I don't even care. I'll, I'll go for like an hour. I'll be an hour early. Like these yeah. days, I'm crazy like that. Like these days, man. I, I, <laughs> You're maniac. I'm reading, I'm reading this book, uh, Sun Tzu, The Art of War. And it says uh, the army that wins is the army that gets to the battlefield first. That's like one one piece of wisdom in that book. There's a lot. Ooh. And yeah, so that's kind of, you know, that's kind of how I've been approaching things. But yeah, just being like very professional, you know, have all your gear charged up and mm-hmm. just make just make that client happy. That's at the end of the day, like your job is to make that client happy. Like what we're in a weird way, like it is an art, but we're also doing a service type of business, right? Like it is yep. kind of like uh, it is kind of like serving someone at a restaurant or something like that. And then another uh, industry where people get mad disrespected (laughs) (laughs) until you find a way to, uh, to get respect. And and that's what we're trying to help you guys with today. And in order to get through these, I mean, we're having a good time. I do want to, uh, to, to get as many of these out there. I do think they are valuable and they are experienced based. Uh, so it is pretty cool. I think, um, I've got a bunch here, but one that I definitely want to talk about uh, is just like it kind of ties in with the with the personal brand and like the branding element of it. But just like dressing well, right? Like how you're presenting yourself. I mean, like this is the podcast. You guys, you guys are always here, right? I love you guys. You're always here. If I didn't shave today, but you know, it's it's more of a personal thing. I'm wearing my uh, my girlfriend's pink Floyd shirt. I thought you guys would be bored with the Def Leppard at this point, so busting out. That's why it looks tight on my muscles a little bit. <laughs> Is that the grandpa hat backwards too? Got the grandpa hat hey. repping uh, for grandpas. But yeah, when you go to that gig, man, and I've seen Michael when he goes to his shoots, right? He's dressed up like Pitbull. Like, he looks good, you know? <laughs> Mr. So, Worldwide. Yeah, present present yourself well. It ties in with that thing of just like you know pleasing that client, giving them nothing to complain about, like just making sure that their needs are met and they're taken care of. And like, uh, especially if it's a new client. Like when I started with Ascari, I was like wearing suits and stuff. You know, I'd like come to the shoot wearing a suit. You know what I mean? Jared so, sweating buckets, <laughs> sweating because it was live streams too, and live streams are already oh, stressful. Woo! <laughs> That's going to be good on the mic. I'm going to have to turn that one down. <laughs> Arrow, turn, remember to turn that one down, buddy, please. Um, yeah. Dressing for the part, though, is uh, is something that's important, right? And it, it ties in with, like, the gear that you're bringing and, and that checklist and everything. Just, like, another way that you can take care of the client, right? Yeah, 100%, man. That's a really, really good tip. Um, and I think, like, I think that there are situations where you'll understand that you can, like, you can dress a little differently, like, 
you know, if you're shooting something that's like a personal project oh, or something, yeah. that's different, right? Like, oh yeah, you, you're you're asking people Your to come in. It's more movie, collaborative, behind the scenes video. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. You you know you want to dress comfortable, whatever. But of course, like we're talking about being professional, showing up to to a gig. Um, you know, that's you know, we're talking about a business that you're showing up to provide. You know, professional assets for. So mm-hmm. you want to dress the part. Great tip, man. Great tip. Yeah, you got another one. I do have one more. Um, oh, you have one this, more. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, communication skills. Um, so uh, a couple of the examples I had here, you know, um, you know, we talked about, you know, your setup process, packing up and all that stuff. Um, you know, especially for setting up, one thing that's going to help a lot is asking questions in advance. Um, you know, asking the questions that you need to know, where do you need to be? Um, what exactly the deliverables have to look like, you know, are they more so looking for a portrait or landscape uh, format? You know, is there a specific resolution? You know, if you're talking about video, is it, what, are you, what are you looking for? What do you need to know as a person who's delivering those assets? The other thing as well is, you know, communicating the deliverables that you have, uh, that you are going to be giving to them, right? So maybe you have your package outlined on, outli- uh, sorry, out- outlined online, but, you know, again, just verbally communicate to that to them and then what those timelines are going to look like for getting those deliverables in their hands. Yeah, makes a lot of sense, man. Just educating that client, right? Like mm-hmm. every step of the way and the prep, right? And, and having those meetings in advance as well. Like how much does it, uh, how much time is it really going to cost you? And you can even build them for them, right? If the meetings are extensive, like you can totally build mm-hmm. for, for that time, right? Those, right? those hours of meetings and whatnot. And yeah, always worth doing like the more comfortable that people are when they get to set, you know, I think is a big part of it. And and don't try to do too much either. You know, if someone's like, oh, come over, we're going to shoot five videos, maybe be like, okay. Or they're like, oh, let's do a photo shoot, five different uh, five different costumes. How long will that take? Like two hours, right? Okay. <laughs> How many times do you get that, dude? Like, All the well, time. what, what are they going to take? Like uh, maybe half an hour? What maybe do you 15? mean it's going to take four hours? <laughs> come on, please. Please, guys, understand if there's nothing, uh, you know, if you are a person who hires uh, creative talent, like just understand that it's we we are here to serve you. Like our interest is getting that best thing to you, right, as best as we can make it. And that's all all we really want is for you to, like, let us do that (laughs) at the end of the day. Right. It ties in really well with my last one. I have uh, and we talked about this a bit. I wrote develop a reputation and then I wrote uh, in uh, brackets for being crazy. (laughs) (laughs) interesting okay yeah and i thought about not even uh using this one i mean the reputation thing is definitely true we talked about that earlier right like obviously a good reputation is being uh an effective like creative and and you know delivering on time and the stuff is good right what i mean by being uh you know for being crazy i think like um kind of playing up a little bit on that like artist trope right where we're like kind of the obsessive artist and I am that <laughs> a little bit, right? Um, to my, to my own detriment sometimes, not always, but, uh, I pl- I find myself playing on that, like exactly, uh, what you were saying, you know, this is a weird tip, maybe don't use it, <laughs> but it works personally for me. Like when, uh, you know, you were talking about, oh, people expect it to be done in, in last time. And, you know, I've gotten some of my clients used to the fact that I'm just like, you know, I don't work like that. Like there's other mm-hmm. things that you can rush and what I do, like photos, video, 
you can't rush it. You can't rush it. The photos are going to like, if you're, if your model is in a freaking rush and you're taking photos, Oh man, you can absolutely tell. You can absolutely tell in the photos and it like, and it just ruins it, you know? And we're, like, honestly, like my, my, my interest is creating the best stuff, the most effective, uh, you know, creative assets, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it that I can. And yeah, I don't know. This turned into a, a plea, <laughs> a plea, a plea to all the potential photography customers out there to, but yeah, uh, no, but no, I mean, look, that's, I mean, I love that you touched on, on like, you know, rushing. Cause I think that's something that, you know, we, we haven't like touched on that too, too, too much. Like we, we reference the fact that like people will ask you to, but like at the end of the day, like it, it is your reputation, right? Like yeah. kind of what you're yeah. just, that's what you're talking about. And, and when you rush work that, that is forever going after you hit send, that is forever going to be that client's impression of what you can produce. And you know, what is that going to mean for word of mouth when it comes to that person? Um, I don't know. I've, if you guys have been watching Loki, I'm pretty sure that timeline's being blown up. So, um, you know, I, I don't think anything's stemming from that opportunity. I, I'm pretty proud of that that analogy, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super confused because I fell off my MCU stuff. So, oh, you know, no. Yeah, I used to be the guy that knew everything, and I was like, yeah, Thanos' uh, older brother like used to bully him or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> now I know very little. Okay, so welcome to Photography Brothers News, and uh, Michael was responsible for this week's news, and uh, Michael's got a very interesting, I think uh, I think we're going to both have quite a bit to say about this news, so I'm looking forward to uh, diving into it. Something that I'm not looking forward to do <laughs> to doing is, uh, is this part of the podcast right here, we're in, this is going to be the sad part of the podcast. Uh, As you guys know, this is a Canadian podcast. Both Michael and I are uh, a couple of Canadian guys. And I just kind of feel like it would be uh, dishonest and irresponsible of us to do like a new segment uh, about photography uh, (laughs) or anything uh, without talking about this, right? So, uh, you know, what a lot of people are thinking about in Canada right now is the whole situation with aboriginals and the residential schools and whatnot so i just want to talk a little bit to that uh and kind of keep everybody up to date and uh give a little bit of our perspective if that's cool so if you haven't been following the news uh recently in canada a big thing has been the uh the fact that things are getting exposed related to the history with residential schools and uh you know there was the initial shock of 215 uh you know missing kids that were found at a residential school and then uh, another like 700 or so so you know we're at like between like bc and saskatchewan already we're at uh you know around a thousand kids and this is a big part of the Canada's history, right? Like if you go look back at like the Indian Act and and residential schools and stuff, uh, this all started in 1883, uh, the kind of residential school program, and it was running until 1996, right? So, you know, I said, Michael and I were both alive, right? Like we were six years old, uh, or at least I was six years old when this stuff was going on. So 
uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just bad, <laughs> I guess is what I want to say. And, uh, yeah, like, I just kind of felt like we had to talk a little bit about it. And, uh, it seems yeah. like this is an opportunity, an opportunity, um, for Canada, right. To look at our history and, uh, and be honest with it ourselves about it and, uh, kind of, it doesn't help anybody to not be aware of those type of things. So yeah, I just, I think uh, I encourage you guys to just go, go uh, read up on that stuff a little bit about residential schools and kind of just know uh, what happened and uh, maybe, you know, government policy is going to get a little bit different after that. So anyways, not mm-hmm. to bum everybody out, but I just want wanted to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's good to bring it up. I think it's something that like a lot of people didn't, especially Canadians, right? Like, yeah, a lot of people didn't realize how long this went on for. You just mentioned right there, 1996. That's, um, I mean, it shouldn't have happened to begin with. Uh, to think that it, it happened that that long uh, is crazy to hear the, the stories that are surfacing to the bodies that are uh, unfortunately piling up. It, it is incredibly sad. Um, you know, I, it's hard. It's hard, honestly, it's, it's like a little difficult to speak on it because yeah. it's... Um, it's just so it's it is honestly so tragic and um you know one thing that i've always kind of thought about a little bit was the fact that all these countries have these rich cultural backgrounds and i feel like whenever someone comes here and they ask us about you know our traditions and and our cultural you know uh, upbringings and stuff like that and like what what's unique to us you 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 look at other countries and, and and they have such rich backgrounds and for us, it's like, I feel like the scapegoat answer has always just been like, oh yeah, like we're, we're just like super diverse and like we have right. tons of, uh, you know, different representation. But the truth is, is that we've, we've honestly neglected, um, our history. And, um, I, I think for all the bad that is this situation, um, I'm, I am, you know, I have a, a, a slight, uh, sliver of light coming through in that, you know, uh, this pandemic has really uh, led us to shed some light on topics in general that that needed to, to be brought up and conversations that needed to happen with Black For Lives sure. Matter and et cetera. For and I'm sure. glad that finally this is something that, that is being brought up and um, hopefully there's some real change happening. Yeah. 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 We'll see. We'll see what uh, we'll see what we can do. And to the extent that we can lend a hand uh, here on the bros, we will do that. So uh yeah, um, let's get into our actual photography-related news story today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael, you got the news uh, title, and oh, I'm gonna make this really hard for Michael. Okay, so Michael, uh, what what's the resource, uh, the website that this came from, the title of the article, and the author of today's news story? Well. My browser just crashed. Oh, perfect. My literally, literally just crashed. So if you, uh, I can tell you right now. It's probably as from I Petapixel. Launched if I had this to guess. Up, if I had to uh, guess. It is, it, be it is Petapixel. Oh, shocked. Um, I'm if, shocked. Yeah, yeah, I know. This is the look of shock. I know. We're, we're starting to, to recognize that there's some good work on Petapixel. Yeah, shout um, out to Petapixel, And yo. so shout out Petapixel. Sponsor us. Cough. Um, so... <laughs> So here's what we wanted to talk about. Now, again, this is another situation where we do have to kind of like watch what we say here because um, there is a photography aspect to speak about, but then there's a real life, you know, um, uh, real life implications that that also happen here. And so we have to be very careful how we talk about this. But um, 
So the title of this article is How a Photojournalist Captured a Shot in the Literal Heat of the Moment um, by Christina Hawatmeth. I've got to drop this. It was the heat of the moment telling me what your heart meant. <laughs> so that was a thing. Uh, and so... <laughs> Uh, we so, have fun here. We have fun on the podcast. We, we, we like to have fun here. We, have, we like to have fun here. So, um, yeah, I'll just read a little bit about it um, and then uh, just touch on who took the image and then we'll discuss it uh, yeah. just, just briefly. Um, so uh, if, a, if a fire broke out and you could only grab one thing, what would it be? For many, that question will always stay hypothetical. But for the residents of uh, Anonas, and I, my apologies if I mispronounce this, Anonas Street in Santa Misa, Manila. Which is in the one, Philippines. Which is in the Philippines. On one fateful day in 2020, it suddenly became the reality that would change their lives permanently. Now, unfortunately, what happened here was, um, you know, a, a fire sparked up. Uh, a lot of these houses are ba- built out of um, kind of like a, a cheaper materials. They're very tight together and so um, it's very easy for these fires to spread and so that's largely what you're looking at here there was a lot of damage obviously done um, but uh, you know there was someone there to document it and, and that's something that I think is going to be interesting to talk about um, the photographer's name is um, I see Jansen here I'm sure he has a lot uh, Romero name. Jansen Romero Perfect. Thank you for that. Good got your sir. back, buddy. I got your back. <laughs> uh, not a hobby photographer. He is a professional. Uh, he shoots for uh, the Manila Bulletin and a few other notable uh, articles or, or publications. We'll, we'll try to get him um, on the pod. We'll try. To, yeah, that'd be amazing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I can only imagine, um, you know, from his perspective. But, you know, obviously, you know, this is a situation again. Um, a lot a lot happened here. A lot of uh, a lot of loss. But it's interesting to like speak about images you know that have these tragic outcomes but have been captured to document that and mm-hmm. what that means you mm-hmm. know we talk about the burning man image of course with the monk uh we talk about the falling man image 911 mm-hmm. um you know this is another one of those images where you know i, I don't know if it's been receiving uh you know poor criticism or, or anything like that you know like in regards to like tastefulness. Um, but it, it's, it's basically, you know, if you're an audio listener, what we're looking at here is an image, a house is burning down. Um, and you have a man who is clearly a resident of one of these homes and he's carrying one of his two dogs. And that's why, you know, in the beginning of this uh, article, they mentioned the hypothetical that you, that you constantly get asked if your house was, you know, burning down, what would be the thing you would grab? And obviously he, this man here, a hero decided to, to save his dogs. Um, it's, it's an interesting thing. Um, what, when you received like this article, like what was something that was kind of going through your head? Well, I think he said that he's carrying one of his two dogs. Isn't he carrying both dogs? Yeah, He's, he's carrying two dogs. dogs. Yeah. My yeah, apologies yeah, yeah. if I said that. But I meant yeah, the, the, the way two dogs, Michael yeah. said it, it sounded like he left one of the dogs behind and I was like, well, we can't. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's certain things that all let slide, but, uh, you know, telling people that this guy left a dog behind. <laughs> no, he's a hero. This man is a hero. He saved both it's, dogs. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. not one of them. <laughs> no. Anyways, what this, I, I, you know, me and Michael, um, 
I don't know what it is. I think maybe we're we're on the same wavelength because I was definitely thinking the exact same thing. Um, like this is a very it's it's just a cool photo to talk about. First of all, uh, but the most interesting thing about this is the discussion around like photojournalism, right? <laughs> like yeah, ca- yeah, capturing yeah. you're capturing tragic stuff and you're trying to be impartial and I just uh, reading this story, right? I'm just kind of putting myself in the point of view of, you know, when you hear the descriptions of like the guy saying, Oh yeah, it was getting really hard to shoot the photo. Cause like people were trying, <laughs> they were like trying to salvage their, their belongings and their life. And like, I just had a hard time getting these photos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, yeah. So just interesting to think about like if you were there and this guy's taking these photos, like how, we, how you would feel, you'd be like, what is this guy doing? Like he's, he's not helping us uh, get, get these dogs out of here. Um, but <laughs> At the same time, like that's that's photojournalism, right? Like that's documenting everyday life. And, uh, yeah. you know, you can say what you want about artists who put out uh, things that are, you know, maybe someone might view this as like grotesque or something like that, that he, he mm-hmm. would do this. Or, you know, some of the the photos that uh, that Michael mentioned earlier, uh, you know, and even, you know, photos that document war, like there's very uh, famous photos oh, from yeah. uh, the Vietnam War and uh, things like that, that, you yeah. know, it's not great to look at, uh, but it is part of history and it's something that you should know. Right. Um, and the fact that yeah. like that was documented, it, it, it does make it harder to ignore. And yeah, man, like we yeah. wouldn't be talk we wouldn't be talking about this fire in the Philippines and, and stuff like that. And even really thinking about that if it wasn't for this guy. Right. And the fact that like, Oh, why did this like horrible fire happen? And maybe, you know, the, the infrastructure needs to be better there. And let's talk about, you know, the global distribution of wealth or whatever. Right. Like this type of thing, you know, that's really getting into the next level of it. But like, if this guy doesn't take a photo, then, you know, we're not thinking about that and we're not talking about that. So as much as it, uh, yeah, there is like a moral, uh, there's a moral thing to photography, it's a line right yeah yeah, yeah. it's a line I, I think like if and for anyone who's listening and, and it's kind of like trying to understand the two sides of it i think jared mentioned there very you know very well like it it um you know there's having that ability as as someone who who does this as a living who 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 can capture uh, a good image to to document that moment and, and an image can speak a thousand words and can move it can move a nation uh, it, we've seen it happen before. It can be a very powerful thing. And so to have this visibly, uh, is something that makes you reflect, uh, personally. And, and again, can make big, can make changes happen in your community. Uh, I think, um, on the other side of it, yeah, like this is, this is a very personal moment, right? Like this, these are people that have, they're having their lives ripped away from them. They're, they're, their, their homes are burning down. Um, I, I don't know, um, you know, how many, how many people, people were lost if any, if any were, um, you know, but certainly belongings, um, that, you know, were important to them. And so, you know, those are, I guess, from a perspective point of point of view, that's a weird thing to say perspective point of view, but, um, those are kind of the two sides that, that people can kind of, uh, to sit and it's hard to honestly, even as a photographer, it's hard to argue with either either side if, if someone's saying you know but this is so, so personal and this is I, yeah i get it i, I totally understand but but it, i also do see the importance of documenting moments 
um, that that can again change perspectives, change your uh, opinion, and, and change hopefully um, things for the better in your community. Yeah, and we've we've definitely talked to this before, right? Like the um, the power certainly, and the the security and kind of the. Um, I don't know the freedom, I suppose, right. Of being yeah. a photographer, of being an artist. Like uh, I've definitely felt that, um, I'll just behave very differently. Like I'm, if I'm at a party just enjoying myself or mm-hmm. if I'm at a party documenting it, right. Like when I shot pride, like whenever <laughs> almost dropped the second F bomb of the episode, <laughs> but whenever we could have pride parades and parties, you know what I mean? And, and how, I uh, like just the power that I felt and how I just was behaving very differently as a result of being behind that camera. Right. And like, that's really something Mm -hmm. that we can draw out of this story is yeah. The, the magic that's there, uh, the, the freedom, the power of being a photographer and it is something really cool. And that's kind of what I think got uh, me and Michael maybe addicted to this. Right. Is yeah. Just uh, same same thing when you're in front of people with a guitar or just in front of people with a microphone or something like that. Just something yep. about that construct. Uh, yeah, it makes you something else, right? Like we're not just a couple of guys anymore, man. We're we're photographers, you know. We're we're part of we're storytellers, part of, part of documenting yeah. history. Yeah, artists, storytellers for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. But you know, uh, unless you have anything else to say, I think that's I think that's. Um, a good a good amount of feedback there we'll leave this link down below so you guys can obviously look back and and read through it look at the image um understand the photographer uh and his background a little bit better uh and the context of the situation for sure for sure i've got like one more thing as well on this yeah go for it stood out to me uh when he was talking about the like chaos and everything going on um, and mm-hmm. like the adrenaline that was rushing through his body, like the, we have mm-hmm. like some quotes here from the photographer, right? So yeah. interesting. Um, it definitely, uh, spoke to me. One thing, uh, that I really like doing is watching horror movies, <laughs> which not a lot of people, uh, Michael, you a horror movie guy? You haven't really talked about this. Yeah. I love them. I'm just not okay. good at watching them. Oh yeah. 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 You get yeah. scared. And then, uh, oh, yeah. Alexa has to hold you in her arms and pat your head until you calm down. A hundred percent. Otherwise you're going to have nightmares. You got to sleep with a little light on. <laughs> just, I just sleep a little bit closer to her. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I get it, man. You want to, you want to feel safe. You want to feel safe. I cuddle, <laughs> I cuddle Yoda here when I'm feeling, uh, <laughs> have Yoda here. very nice. Very nice. But uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's something that is very interesting to think about. Like the, the, the adrenaline rush, you know, and that's something with like to, to bring it back as well to like music and stuff ever since I uh, started, started my band, started acid kit and like the adrenaline and and how that changes you, right. It changes the way that you're acting. And, you know, we've kind of talked about this a little bit here, but yeah, in an, in another way, like the, the power of having that camera, but also the adrenaline that you're feeling in that moment. And he's talking about like having, being in an actual, you ever been in a house fire? We can talk about that too. You ever been in a house fire? Um, like not even close to that scale. See, Michael like, tried to wrap a, it up kitchen. and I was like, nope, nope, we're going to keep going. No, really <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. That, poor, poor read on my end. Poor read on no, my end. Cool, but um, cool. I got more stuff, dude. I'm, I'm a pro now. I'm a pro. You're a pro. You're a pro. Uh, we had a, a situation where the, the kitchen went up. Yeah. And See, uh, I've been in the, the whole kitchen was a scrap. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Thing. Scary. Yeah. Very scary. It is terrifying. Yeah. I like, wanted to get the F out of there. 
I know. I was in the basement, and all of a sudden, I see like ashes coming down. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, what is going on? Fire alarms start going off. I'm like, someone left something on the oven for way too long. And it it looks cool yeah. in the photo, but like you literally can't see anything because of the smoke, and also your eyes are, bur- yeah. are burning, and also you can't see, uh, and also you can't breathe. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. It's not not very conducive to uh, to human beings being in a house fire. But I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, but if you are, I guess, take some photos. I don't know. I think that's the takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, maybe, yeah. like, get out. Like, yeah, prioritize yeah, yeah. getting out. You yeah. know what I mean? You prioritize know what I mean? getting out. That is the, yeah, that yeah, is yeah, the yeah, takeaway, yeah. I suppose. But uh, if you can take some photos, too, uh, do that, I guess. Um, yeah. And uh, photojournalism is cool. And uh, documenting life is good. And uh, mm-hmm. I guess we're going to... Yeah, like you said, I can see both sides of it. Because if I was that dude with the dogs, I'd be like, "Yo, what are you doing? <laughs> can you get this camera out of my face?" Yeah, you know, like with these dogs and like not be taking photos right now. But uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, you know, to that guy with the dogs, we're talking about you and your dogs right now on this podcast, and that wouldn't have happened. So, anyways, you want to get uh, want to get out of here? Let's do it. Okay, so dear listeners, that was a podcast. It was a good one, actually. I, I feel really mm-hmm. good about it. It's, it's always fun uh, getting together, tackling some uh, photography-related topics and bringing my focus back to photography, you know, because I think about a lot of different stuff and should think about photography and just and just focus on that. So that's what we do. That's what we do every week here on The Brothers. Uh, so make sure you come on back to that. Uh, some other content. I mean... We've done this so many times, guys. You know, you know, Mosh and the Dog, Michael Costa music. You can go check mm-hmm, out mm-hmm. Uh, my channel, Jared Poirier. Uh, the main thing that I want to tell you guys, you know, all that social media stuff. I mean, it's a bunch of BS, right? At the end of the day, there's one thing I want you guys to do. Dear listeners, tell a friend. Tell a friend in person about the Photography Brothers podcast. Yes. Right? That's all we ask. Please. That's all we ask. You can even, you could throw every throw your computer out of your off the balcony and t- hawk your phone into traffic, and then that didn't go well for Chair Girl, though. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Chair boy. Girl, uh, guest of the podcast episode. Uh, <laughs> episode never. Okay. Episode never. <laughs> episode never chair girl all right uh so follow chair girl and uh yeah and oh, tell boy. a friend in person now that you can meet people in person again you know got my second vox hang out with my friends again and i'll tell them about the photos bros podcast the photo bros podcast and i hope that you will as well okay uh that's that's it right that's it thanks for tuning in and we will see you on the next one <laughs>